This is The Blunt Doctor Show on a Tuesday. And rather than wasting time explaining away what I intend to do, I had a great conversation with a good friend. He comes on here all the time now when I actually record. Let's just jump right in and discuss. And so joining me now to, as he puts it, school me on my own podcast. (laughs) is the only person who I would allow to speak ill of me in that way. And you know what? I, do you want to do your own intro again? You, really, uh, you know I'm ready. You know right, I'm it. ready. Do I it. got my mic. I got my right. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Finally, the bee has come back to the Blood Doctor Show. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon from Overtime with BNT. Thank you for having me once again. It is always a pleasure to be here. It's it's so easy because you just do the intro yourself, and I don't even really have to. <laughs> I can sit here and smoke. It's easy for me. It's a very simple way to come onto the show. With other people, I'm like, I gotta remember their name, intro, whatever it is they're doing. With you, I can just space off, go somewhere else. Obviously not listening to whatever <laughs> nonsense it is that you're saying. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know I be spitting the facts on this show. Uh, I be spitting more facts than you on here. I give you the truth coming from up north, up in Toronto. Shout is out it, to Toronto. Is it, I, hey, shout out to Toronto. I agree with you. I miss the tea dye every day, man. I, one of these days I'm coming and we're getting, we're gonna go to my favorite wing spot and I know Let's that it's go. gone, but, go. but we're gonna see what's there now and we're gonna eat whatever is there. I'm about it. And I'm if, about it's, it, if it's if it's a shoe store, that's a problem, but whatever. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Hey man, a size 13 and above, it's gonna be a rough time. Yeah, well, size 17, there you go. So let's my talk goodness. about, let's talk about since you're the, the fire spitter of this podcast, is it fair to say that you're the AB of this podcast? Are you the Antonio Brown? Ah, uh, I wouldn't show? go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, not quite that far. Okay, fair I, enough. I, I, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that whole thing though? Like, are you, do you have strong feelings about it? Do you care, do you not care? Well, if the reports of what I was hearing that he was not, or he wasn't really feeling good about his ankle and BA wanted him to go in then I can I can understand why he was upset because I'm sure you heard they were saying how oh BA said if you're not gonna go in go home exactly uh I personally wouldn't have left in that fashion but I can understand why he left in that fashion but it also in the same breath I think you also gotta understand who you're dealing with as well. I think there should, as like a coach, you have to also understand your personnel, right? Like telling him something like that in that specific instance, given his history, you could you had to have known he was gonna react in some fashion like that or make a scene. Because that for like the last three, four years, that's kind of been his MO. So I feel like there also had to be some kind of, shall we say, tact, for lack of a better word, with how you go about that situation. Yeah, I mean, and, my way or the highway is kind of immature, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, I I just I know I still think there, you know, there's something a little loose up in that brain of AB's. And I think A or uh, Bruce Arians shook his head and let that little screw just bounce around. So I feel like there was some responsibility on both parts in that instance. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the one hand. It's weird to me that Bruce Arians told him to leave. Like, no, I feel yeah. like normally you would say like, then take a seat on the bench, not mm-hmm. get off my team. Like that, I, I did feel like that was weird. And also like if, if AB was hurt, then yeah, I mean, you can't play on a bum ankle. I get that. But he also was out there flipping and jumping around, not flipping. He wasn't, but you know, he's flipping people, the bird and jumping around mm-hmm. and shit and just having fun. He didn't look like his ankle was hurting when he left the stadium, but also, okay. That's you know, that anger adrenaline posted right now. And, and, and jogging off the, did he flip people the bird? Did I just erroneously say it looked that? like wanna, he, it looked like he just did the peace sign. Maybe he did. the. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get erroneously crushed for that one. So no. Okay. So <laughs> never mind. Take that back. But anyway. Yeah. And also he's just jogging. That's not the same as running at full speed. I mean, yeah. I, and yeah, supposedly like he's being told what to get outside doctors. I mean, if the, if the bucks tried to make him play through an injury, that's crazy, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, that would be, they would be penalized then in that case. Yeah, for sure. But you know, you know how social media, this generation, it's always react before we actually get all the information and then formulate an opinion. Yeah. So initially, we what we see first is AB doing all that, where our first instinct is to go back to his track record and assume, oh, AB's acting a fool again. But I, th- I still think we need to have all the information before we just cast judgment on him. And I feel like in that sense, he kind of got a bad rap. But in the same breath, it, it's still A-B. And you know how it is. Even, even when you're in the right as the employee, people are always going to side with the employer more times than not. Yeah, you're right. And, I, and I've been back and forth on this because at first I just felt like, fuck this guy. Like, if you're going to quit on mm-hmm. this team that, you know, with this situation, like, I don't I don't understand it. But, yeah, I mean, if the Bucks were trying to make him play through an injury, that sucks. But it's also, mm-hmm. you hear other people say that he told them. And it's like you said, we need to know the truth. But if he was really complaining about targets or whatever, like, mm-hmm. That's bullshit. And I and a million people on Twitter have gone through the number of targets he's gotten and why that was nonsense. I don't need to go through that. I mean, he's I mean, one, he's one of Tom Brady's favorite weapons. So that's exactly, just bullshit. Exactly. If Tom Brady's not throwing you the ball, you're not open. And and by the way, if his ankle is hurt, that would explain why he's not open. Mm-hmm. And everything makes sense. And yeah, then especially then, against the Jets of all teams. Yes. My, my fucking least favorite team in the gut. I hate the Jets, dude. <laughs> hey. Oh. I remember, I think it was the last time I was here, you're anti-Zach Wilson. Imagine if he beat Goat Brady. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> and you know what? But I have to own. Well, okay. Zach Wilson has looked like a joke for a lot of this season through a lot of games where the Jets are not even willing to have him throw the ball. But mm-hmm. against the banged-up Buck secondary this weekend, he looked halfway decent. Now, again, the secondary is banged halfway. up. But he, he threw a couple of nice passes. He did. I, I, yeah. I will acknowledge he threw a few nice balls. I mean, it's one game. 
there were a lot of passes to wide open receivers off bad coverage, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, he played a good game. So I, I will, I can acknowledge that, but I can also acknowledge that it's fucking fourth and two. And he is the one who calls. He's like sitting here owning, like I checked into the run. You got smashed like the little fucking kid mm. that you are. He looks like a middle schooler out there. dude. <laughs> and, and that's why they lost. And it's funny to me. And it just, it, you know, you know what I did after that, right? You know what I did is I turned on Jets radio because I got to listen to the Jets fans complain about it. And it never disappoints. And you just you know, love the misery of teams that you hate, don't you? I do. But especially <laughs> the New York Jets. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I don't know what it is about them specifically. Like they don't even really matter but i just like i want their fans to feel misery like i won't even be friends with jets fans listen just the other day after like when we were facing the the bills the patriots when we were facing the bills i'm i'm scrolling on my twitter and i see uh one of my friends who happens to be a jets fan talking about oh did you guys really think that the patriots were better than the bills i'm like bro How's your rebuild built going? Haven't y'all been rebuilding since like Joe Namath was still in the jersey? Like <laughs> you I'd sit this one out, player. Like, goddamn. Oh my god. Yeah. I I yeah, the Jets rebuild is it's forever next year. Next year is their year. And you know what? That was on the radio too. Is I'm listening and they got one of their young players. They were like, he had a phenomenal game with 80 total yards or whatever, you know, they're hyping up. And this dude's just like, oh, we're getting ready to go to the next bar season. Is in hell. Yeah. The bar is in hell. Yeah. And, and he's just like, we're all learning about what we can do. I'm just like, you lost the fucking game. What do you mean <laughs> you're learning what you could do? You gave them everything you had. You executed nearly perfectly and you still lost. What are you talking about? Like, what? what how is... I, what, I, it just boggles my fucking mind. Like, you had to get two yards to win that game and you couldn't do it and then you're gonna sit here and look me in the face and tell me about how you're proud of the guys like fuck you man are you kidding me i'm not i'm not hearing that shit and i don't i don't know about robert sala i'm not trying to that organization is broken just like the jaguars you gotta have good ownership and all right let me ask you if you are a football player yeah and you're getting drafted which new york team would you prefer to go to I would prefer to go to the Giants because the Giants power structure sucks right now, mm-hmm. but they have at least shown enough competency over time. They've got a couple of Super Bowls in the yeah. fairly modern era. It's not like the Jets who can like point to their Mark Sanchez AFC title games and go, look, we got blown out in the AFC title game a decade ago. Isn't that to, great? Like, they've been to three and one, two in like the last 20 years, right? The Giants? Uh, the Giants, yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. to Baltimore and then they beat us twice, yeah. And I mean, you could take it back to the 80s with Belichick, it's just it's been a good organization, yeah. yeah. So, I, I would always, even though the Giants suck right now and they need to clean house, I still think organizationally, mm-hmm. you know, this is something I was talking about with my friend recently. We were talking about like, like I understand the connection for Byron Leftwich to take the Jaguars job, right. Because it's like mm-hmm. you you played there, you were the franchise QB there. You know, some people looked at you as the savior. It didn't maybe necessarily work. He was good. It didn't, but it it kind of the connection coming home, it works. Yeah. But if I'm him, I'm running as far the fuck away from that place as possible because everything in Jacksonville needs to be fixed. The business side, 
the the football operations, the training operations, everything has to be fixed. And it's like, do you personnel as, a, as well? Or? Yeah, well, personnel, of course. And it's like, mm. do you, as the first time head coach, have the ability to come in and make all those changes? Like, I'm looking for a better organization if I'm left which Like, that's me. But um, so you you're you're not really mad at AB, but you think the the idea that he needed more targets was bullshit, essentially. Yeah, you agree with me on that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's I, Brady. Like, yeah. who, who else, aside from Mike Evans or even Gronk, would you say that Brady's looking him off for? Cyril Grayson, baby. No, I, you're right. No, it's, it's, it, he's not. And it's like the old, if you're just straight up not open. And the offensive line didn't exactly have a good day either. So mm-hmm. there were probably some planned routes for AB that just the line got beat up, but he barely played. Exactly. He barely exactly. played in the third quarter before he was pulled. I, I understand all that. But it's also like, again, if your ankle is hurting, why are you mad that you weren't playing? Like, it can't be both. Exactly. It's one or the Somebody's other. Line. Somebody's right. line. For Somebody's sure. line. Can the Bucks win the Super Bowl without him? <sighs> A lot of things have to go right for them, I will say. If Godwin was still there, I'd say yes. But as stands... I feel like a lot of things ha- – I think they have to face the certain teams and avoid other teams if they want to get back. Would you agree that this year, more than recent years, is a better time for a flawed team to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Because like, I don't – I mean, the Chiefs, I guess, are starting to – like, at times they look like a juggernaut, and then Joey Burrow, my boy Joey Burrow – I fucking uh, love Joe Burrow. Oh, my God, I love uh, Joe Burrow. He yes, goes sir. out there – and he gets the job done. Um, I think this is going to be a, a flawed team is going to win it all this year. We're going to see mm-hmm. something surprising. I, I, I mean, I would be almost surprised if any team won the Super Bowl this year. Except, aside from the Chiefs, that wouldn't be shocking. But mm-hmm. And the Bucks wouldn't shock me. It's Tom Brady. We all know I'm rooting for them. We all Go know I bet Brady. on them. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, if the, if the Cardinals or the Rams or someone came out of nowhere or the Packers – you know, I mean, it would, it's, there's a lot of teams that would kind of surprise me. I mean, the Packers, especially with how things started, they've really rounded into form. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP? Uh, I could, I don't see a reason for him not to at this point. I feel like at one point, um, I'd say probably before the Saints game, it was Brady's to lose. Yeah. And then after that Saints game, it's just a a rods he's been in the commander seats ever since like brady's had some games but it's like aaron Rodgers. you know how it is it's what have you done for me lately that usually plays a key factor so i feel like it's his to lose that i i don't even think there's anything that brady could do at this point to get past aaron Rodgers now it's fine with me. MVPs don't win Super Bowls, so I'm not even stressing about it. The curse. So, yeah. When's so the last time uh, MVP actually won the Super Bowl? Was it Kurt Warner? I mean, did Manning win the Super Bowl in his first year that they beat the Bears? Was he the MVP that year? Mm, I, don't, I don't think so, no. I, I don't. Yeah, so I don't. I feel like Brady. That was 2007, it. right? I'm pretty uh, sure Ladanian Tomlinson won. That, that was year. 2008. You're right. That's the that's the Ladanian Tomlinson Drew Brees year when LT had 31 touchdowns. You're right. You're right. Yeah, um, my favorite all time running back, by the way. I mean, he was the last running back to 
probably truly change your Super Bowl chances. Although, you know what? I mean, dude, if you go look through all the great running backs of the last like 25 years, like so many of them don't have rings. Like it's, 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 it's so crazy. Like how many of the guys like you look at as the absolute best and that, you know, you LT, no ring, Adrian Peterson, no ring, you know, Alvin Kamara, no Mm -hmm. ring. You just look at these dudes who are game changers, you know, Aaron Foster never had a ring. You know, it's just an interesting. Because they have, they usually take a lot to pay. It usually cripples the salary cap to get guys who can fill roles other places as well. No, I agree. I just think there's, Unless they're an elite wide receiver, like a guy like Alvin Kamara, there's really just no reason to pay a running back any money. I, I think Bill Belichick yeah. has that one down. Yeah. Um, speaking of Belichick, is he the coach of the year? And if not, who is? I'd say yes. I think so. Yeah. But I feel like there's some people who would make a case for Matt Lafleur. <laughs> Sorry, apparently his family doesn't like when you say it like that. Matt Lafleur. There's um, some people who would make that case, but I think how do you not give to Belichick? I feel like a lot of people have voters fatigue with Belichick. That's why he doesn't win it a lot more than he actually should. Yeah. I mean, I I think I think I think it was between him and Kingsbury. I really think if the Cardinals uh, hadn't stumbled so hard, I really think Cliff Kingsbury was gonna win. Like, I'm not a believer in Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not I've been a, very vocal about it. I'm not a believer in Cliff Kingsbury either, but I believe when the Cardinals were dominating, that mm. he was going to win. If like if they had gone 14 and three or something, yeah. it, you know, even if they had had the same record as another team, I think Cliff Kingsbury was gonna win that. But now it's mm. like I, I think it's Belichick. I think LaFleur has an argument, you know. I I, I can see it. Uh, I think you're right, though. I mean, it's just hard to because, again, there's no one that's really like, no, this is a weird year. I mean, you could almost, yeah. I mean, Mike Vrabel should get some love, honestly, because. Yes, yes. Him because, as well. I think he's in the conversation as well. He's t- done it without, what's his name, Derek Henry for most of the year. Yeah. And, dude, uh, one of my best friends is a, is a diehard Titans fan. And he's like texting me every week, like all the injured players that the Titans are playing without. They've played more players than anyone on any team. Like their defense is like literally they've gone to like four different iterations of starting, like oh, got to like 44 guys. It's like ridiculous. And they, yeah. And they're still at the top of the AFC. And I think, I think it deserves, I think, I think I would put it between Vrabel, Belichick and, and LaFleur. And if you ask me right now to choose, I would probably choose Vrabel. I think what Vrabel has done is harder than what Belichick has done not because it's not hard to win with the rookie quarterback, but because they haven't made Mac Jones win them games. They've, yeah, you know, it's, he's been good. You're yeah. right. Do you yeah, think he'll win rookie right. of the year? Nah, I think uh, what Jamar Chase did just this past week, just closed the door for anybody else winning that offensive rookie of the year. He's th- those two Burrow and Chase. It's like my favorite. No, listen, like, I-, I love those two, dude. Listen, when the when that draft happened that exact same night, I was like, I thought we were gonna get this guy some protection. Like I thought they were gonna go after Penny Suo because like Chase or Burrow, he got killed, literally killed last year. And ultimately that's what led to him getting injured. So I'm like, get him some protection. But it turns out getting him his guy was the best thing that you could have done for him. Worry about getting his protection at a later date. 
I mean, Jamar Chase looks like, and the fact that T Higgins he also, like who? Uh, no, I was just like, I was just about oh. to say that I cut myself off. I was going to say Jamar Chase looks like a legendary talent. Like he looks like a, yeah. an all timer. And the fact that T Higgins in some games this season has looked better than Jamar Chase. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it, they have, they've, they've got a bright future, but I, I think Jamar Chase is like, I mean, he's not as big as some of the other dudes, but like, I, I don't know, dude. He like, can fly. He, he can oh. fly. And he just makes all these, he, he's like, he's like Odell Beckham with the catches, mm-hmm. but he's like Anquan Bolden in the field, but with yeah. like the speed of like Devin Hester. Like, it's like, it's, it's always seems like once he catches it downfield, he's taking it to the end zone. Because I never really oh, see yeah. him run a lot of like underneath routes. I don't see him do a lot of like drag routes as much. Seems like they have more of Boyd and Higgins and sometimes Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Like whenever I see Jamar Chase, it's always him catching something downfield and taking it to the house. Yeah, he's just he's unbelievable. Just the number of deep threat plays that he's had this year. Like he's he, he's an offense unto himself. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's awesome. It's so fun to watch the Bengals. Like yeah. they're going to win Super Bowls, not one. That team is going to win Super. If they if they can stay healthy, oh. you know they're going to win Super. Dude, I am I am like the Whew. biggest Joe Burrow fan in the world, dude. That dude, that dude is going to win multiple MVP. Ooh. They're going to win multiple Super Bowls. That dude is Tom Brady with a little bit of wheels. I, so, I, so, I fucking oh, love oh, Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm saying it. I, I, I'm um, saying it. So I have a question for you. Yes. So you, so you, what, what I'm ultimately hearing is for like the next five to 10 years, you're taking Jer, Joe Burrow over Mr. Josh Allen. Yes. You're, you're taking Joe Burrow for Jay Herbo, Justin Herbert. That's the only one I would really, really think about because Justin Herbert literally has the best arm I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've, I've never in my life seen, he, here's the thing. He's got a stronger arm than Burrow and he's faster and he's bigger. I, I understand all of those things, but Joe Burrow. You think he has that it. He processes defenses in a way that mm-hmm. I just think I've only seen it with very few and Tom Brady is one of them. And I, I love Justin Herbert, but if you put a gun to my head right now and maybe choose, I would choose Joe Burrow. Yeah, something about those Kevin McAllister lookalikes and their ability to process information <laughs> so quickly, eh? <laughs> okay, so you're taking him over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Five to 10 years. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, I, I, I think that Mahomes is, is incredible. But I, I mean, I think that this year has shown how much Andy Reid has helped him be incredible. Mm. And when he's trying to do it himself, it's not working. I just, I just, and if he's a cover two shell and he just cringes at the idea of taking check downs. I, I evaluate quarterback play like, like this, honestly, like when I look at quarterbacks, well, the first thing I do is I look at mechanics. And it, I'll mm-hmm. tell you one thing. I liked Marcus Mariota more than Jameis Winston in college. And then I went and I just sat and I watched them throw. It was, I was mm-hmm. writing, I was writing for a blog at the time and I just okay. went and watched, you know, a few hundred throws from both of them. And I just came away. Like there's no way 
that Marcus Mariota is going to be better than Jameis Winston in the NFL because Jameis throws like a fucking quarterback and Marcus Mariota, yeah. his arm is just, it's weird. And he's an athlete. He's more yeah. of an athlete than James yeah. was. And it's not like either of them have ever really worked out that well, but it's pretty clear that Jameis is a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Mm. And when I look at Joe Burrow throw a football, I'm just like, holy fucking shit. If I was going to put a tape on of how you should throw a football, this is the dude that I would put. And so the second thing is I ask myself, and this is just an intrinsic question, I guess, but I ask myself if I'm at the 10 yard line, my own 10 yard line, and I have a minute 20 left and I have no timeouts, who do I trust to get me there? And obviously Tom Brady is the answer, but if you're asking me, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, or Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is the answer to me Mm -hmm. because maybe five times out of 10, Justin Herbert hits the incredible pass or makes the incredible throw or whatever. But Joe Burrow is the guy who nine times out of 10 can put you in position to win. Mm -hmm. And Pat Mahomes is the guy who can like Justin Herbert, make the insane throw, but it's gotta be schemed up. And I just, Mm -hmm. I just believe in a dude that I can consistently see getting to his third read. And that is Joe Burrow. Okay. I got a couple other names that I'd ask. So you like him more than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you stumped there, my guy. Well, I love Lamar Jackson a lot, but like, I don't, I almost wonder if he's hurt. Like, he, at times he looks, I mean, I know he's been hurt lately, but I just, at times this season, like, some of the passes he threw, I just, I don't, I, that is a tough one. I would still take Joe Burrow, but I would have to think about it long and hard because I do love mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson and I always have. He's somewhat dating back to, uh, you know, Louisville. So I, 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 uh, yeah, I, I would take I would take Joe Burrow, but I would have are to they out of the playoffs picture or are they like right on the uh, outside of the bubble right now? I believe they may they may have been knocked out uh, by the the loss this week. You know, dude, it's so hard to like keep. I'm trying to look right now. It's so hard to keep track of now that we've got seven and there's so many different. Yeah, and there's so many different. They're eight and eight. I think they need a lot of help. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. I think there's a nine and eight scenario that they could get in with a lot of different. Well, they, I'm sure you've All seen the mathematics and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's the whole thing about if one, if the, the one team loses the chargers and Raven Raiders just need to tie. Like, I don't know. There's a yeah. whole, there's a million things, but let me, let me flip that question on you though. You asked me, what about you? Who are you taking for the next 10 years as a quarterback of that, of any of those Josh Allen, Joe oh. Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. What is your Justin Herbert? What's your flavor of choice? Uh, well, personally, just because uh, in Madden, I always use the Bengals, so I, I've kind of got a feel for how Joe Burrow is. So I, I see what you're saying. I like Burrow. He just has he just has something about him where he just 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 from the interviews, he's a charismatic guy. Yes. And, that's the thing know. about Lamar too is Lamar has it and he's a fucking leader and I just yeah I trust him to do it and so that and he he doesn't like a lot of people rag on him well oh he only threw this amount of passing yards but it's like yeah but like this guy just does whatever he needs to do to try and get a win and like we were seeing it during that first half of the season yeah. it wasn't always pretty but he was always had his team in the mix to win the game because I mean, he's he's the first guy like Mike Vick or since Mike Vick who can just truly like 
break your defense with his running from the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah. And it's like, even, even now, like a lot of the last couple of games, they, they've all been close. Like even when it was like Tyler Huntley, by the way, I think Tyler Huntley deserves a starting spot on a couple of these teams. There's a t- couple of teams that could use him because it's obviously he's a backup, but look who he's second string to. So there's a reason why he's a backup on that team. I think there's a couple of teams that could use a guy like Tyler Huntley. He's been pretty good. Yes, definitely. But uh, yeah, um, I like Lamar. All right, uh, I had another question. How you? I know he's out of sight, out of mind. But would you take uh, Burrow over Deshaun Watson? Ooh. Because that's always been my guy. If you're asking me if he was still playing, that's my guy. That's my guy through it through right there. So this is in a universe where Deshaun Watson has no off-field stuff we're talking yes. about, basically. Yes. I would probably take Deshaun Watson there because, yeah, I mean, Deshaun is, again, dating back to Clemson. Like, I love that dude. I did not understand how he didn't go number one overall. I, yeah. I've, I've screamed it at the television. All he did was, you know – get to you know put 40 up on alabama two years in a row like it's not like alabama defenders play in the nfl or anything um (laughs) deshaun is deshaun is incredible and he is a guy who can read and process every defense can make plays with his legs and make every throw yeah yeah i i would probably yeah barring if in a world where he didn't do this stuff or it didn't whatever yeah i would probably take deshaun watson but I would, I would think about it and I would watch mm. film and I would evaluate medical stuff because they both had knee injuries. So yeah, true, true. I, um, Trevor Lawrence. No, not interested. Is it, are you just not a fan of Trevor Lawrence or just, I don't really, I don't think that he makes good decisions. He clearly has an NFL arm. He can make plays with his legs and every now and then, I mean, he's thrown a couple of gorgeous passes this year and i know because they fucked up a lot of my bets and uh, (laughs) i I hate that motherfucker but no i i don't like his decision making and that i didn't love it at clemson either now maybe in the right like i believe he can do it but it's like it's uh, trevor lawrence is not a guy that i trust or hold in like super high regard i think he's good i just don't really uh, i'm kind of i uh, he is not someone that i would be like breaking down the door to get okay okay. i would take herbert over him like for me it would be like deshaun watson joe burrow they're like 1a and 1b and then herbert would be third and then i guess mahomes Uh or actually probably lamar jackson and then mahomes something like that you know somewhere i just because i just like you know the, the Lamar thing is interesting to me because like, again, like what would, like what would his passing numbers and stuff look like in Kansas city in Andy Reed's offense? Like, that's what I said. Like, like that's, that's been my thing with Deshaun. I'm like, yo, I see what Deshaun did with Houston. I'm like, if you give Deshaun that same team, I, I feel like, you know, like obviously there's, they do certain things differently, but I'm like, I still think the production would still be there. And there's, there's no denying that Mahomes' arm is a rocket. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. – his, you know, he may be the only guy who has a better arm than Herbert if anyone does. I just yeah. – we've seen him throw so many passes that should have been intercepted, and we've just seen that he oh, doesn't yeah. always 
take care of it. And I, I prefer a guy who like, I, and this is 25 years of watching Tom Brady. So sue me, but it's, I prefer a dude who's not going to make the mistakes. Who's going to live to fight for another drive rather than the dude who's just going to huck it up there and go Brett Favre style and say, you know, I'm a chucker, I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) You know, and that, that kind of, and that kind of like, that's what I worry a little about with Justin Herbert is that like, I don't want him to be Jay, Jay Cutler, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, he's obviously better than Cutler probably ever was already, but I'm just saying that kind of chucker thing. That's what I worry about a little bit. That's what Mahomes has become. That's what I worry mm-hmm. about with Herbert. And that's what I think Burrow would never be. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have the arm to facilitate that play style either. You know, I hear that stuff a lot. I hear a lot of people say that about Burrow. And granted, like, he doesn't have Justin Herbert's arm, but, like, man. He can still get it down there for you, sure. Well, I just watch. I just, I know you do, but I'm just saying to people who complain about his arm, just, like, watch mm. Cincinnati games and tell me that the problem is Joe Burrow's arm. Like, I just, I, he's, <laughs> he's hitting Jamar Chase for 50-yard touchdowns. And I'm just like, what, what is the arm stuff about? Like, I don't even, I, I can acknowledge he does not have the strongest arm in the history of the NFL. But this, like, reminds me of the people who used to knock Tom Brady's arm. I'm like, did yeah. you watch him throw 60-yard touchdowns at LSU, right? He can make all the throws. It's not, mm-hmm. can he make a 70-yard Justin Herbert on the run Madden superstar X-factor throw? No. But how many throws? He doesn't are, need to. Well, yeah, how many times are you even going to do that in your life? Read the damn defense. He does it. I'm taking Joe Burrow. That's it's, mm. that's why Jets fans love Chad Pennington, and that's a funny reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about uh, somebody like uh, Justin Fields? Um. I I liked Justin Fields coming in. I am a little concerned. I mean, Matt Nagy's terrible. There's no question about that. But mm-hmm. um, every Bears game I watched, I never saw anything that blew me away. And again, their offense is terrible. We need to see him in a year with a real quarterback coach and, and everything like that. But I'm a lot less like excited about him than I was. Because I mm-hmm. think even with a bad offense, there should still be a game where someone came up with a good game plan and you're just out there ripping it and it happens. And that really never happened with them. He had a couple of decent ones, but, and I know they keep pulling him out of the lineup. That's why I'm saying I want to give it time, but I wanted the Patriots to draft Justin Fields last year. And I still probably would have wanted Justin Fields over Mac Jones, (sighs) but I've embarrassed robbed us. I've cooled on fields though. And speak, what about Mac Jones? How do you feel after the, the year one? Like what's your, like, could is he a guy that the Patriots could win a Super Bowl with, in your opinion? Like, yes. in, a, in a Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer sort of way? Yes, I think so. I definitely do. But there's also moments in this uh, year where it's like, I feel like Bill was kind of keeping him on a, a short leash at times, especially in that Buffalo game. Like that, there was a couple like third and longs where I'm like, come on, let him, let him, let him hit, let him get a couple passes there that they just elected to run the ball. But I feel like he can get to a point where, as I did say, I'm pretty sure it was the last time I was here. I said that he could look like a, a Rams first Rams Super Bowl Brady. I feel like he could get there. Yeah, I think. I think he tops out at like a Garoppolo type is the thing. Mm. And I think that, I think that 
Like, I think Kyle Shanahan... I think he reads the defense better than Garoppolo, though. Really? Huh. Yes. Yeah, Garoppolo's not good at that. And he never has been. But he can execute the 49ers offense well. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan could actually make it work with Mac Jones in a similar way. But I just don't know that... Like, okay, or I'll give you another example. Like, Rams' Jared Goff... Like he could do some of that stuff, but he doesn't have Jared Goff's arm, obviously. So they, so some yeah. of that, but the way that, you know, um, Sean McVay facilitated everything that Jared Goff did mm-hmm. with, you know, he could execute. That Super Bowl run, maybe? That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I could so see that from there. Those kind of things are the things I think he could approximate. I just don't think that, I don't think he's ever going to be a dude who, okay, like the 2014 Ravens game where the Patriots fell behind by two touchdowns twice. And still came back and won. Mm. I don't think Mac Jones can win that game. Now, asking him to win one of the greatest games of Tom Brady's career is a lot. But yeah. when when you've played the game a certain way for 20 years, like the Patriots have, always knowing that you can rely on the quarterback in the last minute, yeah, I think it's worthy of noting that I don't think you're in that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen. A lot of people like to use that term, oh, he's a game manager, as like a form of disrespect. But it's like, what's wrong with being somebody who is able to understand the situation and not do too much to put the ball in harm's way? What is so wrong with that? I mean, there's really like, nothing where, wrong with it. Where is this glamour over having a guy who can just put the team on his back? That just shows that there's poor team building by the team's part that you have to rely solely on the quarterback. I mean, but it's been pretty much, I mean, the only team that's won the Super Bowl in the last few years that wasn't reliant on the quarterback was the Eagles. And in that game, they got an outlier performance from Nick Foles, which was one of the best Super Bowl performances of all time. So, I mean, yeah. it's hard to win without an elite quarterback these days. I mean, this is what I'm saying is like, it's hard for me to imagine. Because that's the thing, like, Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl and had no ability to overcome anything. And I just don't know how Mac Jones is going to do in that moment, unless he has a completely dominant defense like the Bucs had last year that just ran through everyone. In the same sense, like, he's going up against Bill Belichick, who makes a career of just taking advantage of young QBs who can't read defenses. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fair. I mean, it's, I just think it's, so be honest with me. Let's say, let's say, um, sorry, it's, it's, it's right there, tip of the tongue, tip of the tongue. Let's say Stefan Gilmore doesn't make that pass breakup on D.E. Westbrook, it was. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Blake Bortles is able to get that last second touchdown. Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. Do you think that uh, the Rams still only put up three points against the Jaguars there? No, um, uh, because I mean, a lot, we all know, obviously we all know a lot of why the Rams were terrible is because the Patriots would change their defense the minute that Goff's headset switched off and he wasn't <laughs> able to talk to John McVay anymore <laughs> and he couldn't, couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And so I don't know that Doug Marone and the Jaguars would have necessarily been like smart enough to take advantage of that in the way that Belichick did. But at that time, the Jaguars did have, a pretty goddamn good defense that probably would have caused problems. But I mean, no, I I would have picked the Rams to win that Super Bowl for sure. I mean, so I'll, I'll give you that. And yeah, Mac Jones has Belichick at his back, but I mean, surely Belichick's not the only good coach in the NFL, you know? And I, I just, 
you know, I just wonder, we'll see, right? We're going to find out the Patriots are going to the playoffs. So we're going to see what happens when things aren't working because it's going to, it's going to come up and it's going to be really interesting to see how he responds because I just, I, I, well, I don't believe in the kid. And I don't mean to, I feel like an asshole. I'm like sitting here. I'm like, this 24 year old is going to fail in life. It's like, he already has more money and success than I ever will. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> so I can say whatever I want. Fuck that guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. What about, um, are you like stick? Have you changed your mind on your Super Bowl, or where, where are you at on your Super Bowl prediction right now? Or do you even have one? You're just, uh. Are we, are we just sticking if, with like... If I'm going biased, if what I would like to see, in a perfect world for me, it's the, the Patriots versus the Bucks. That's my nightmare. That's like my worst... It's, that's, <laughs> I know it's your nightmare. I, it's my absolute I know nightmare. it's your nightmare. I would be... I would... Oh, God, I can't even. Um, okay. I. One more question on football before we talk basketball. Um, I'm just going to ask you... This, I'm going to run, run through a few teams with their quarterbacks, and I just want to know if you think they should move on. And I think I know the answer to all of these, but I'm just curious. Okay. So the Raiders and Derek Carr. Move on. I thought so. The Browns and Baker Mayfield. Move on. Thought so. Dolphins and Tua. Is he still on their rookie contract? Yes. Stay. 49ers and Jimmy. Move on. Okay, so you think Trey is ready? I don't think he's ready, but I think you got to get him on the field and see what you got full time. Fair enough. Wilson and the Seahawks. Move on. I would think you, that relationship has soured at this point. Would you move on from Russell Wilson or would you move on from Pete Carroll? Uh, if it was up to me? Yeah. I'd move on from Pete Carroll. And you keep Russell Wilson. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Cousins and the Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Mm, Move on. And uh, Danny Dimes and the Giants. (laughs) I'll pack your bags for you, Mike. (laughs) That one was more for me. I just wanted to hear that answer. Uh, yeah, I never, I never understood that one. That was, yeah, that, and well, no oh. one understood that one. That was, we all knew that was, that was stupid. Um, okay, so this one, I'm actually very interested for your answer on this. Okay, so switching uh, to NBA, your, your team, your Cavs. Uh yes. We've heard a lot of stuff, and by the way, Bravo, you came on here preseason and told me the Cavs were going to be really good. You were correct. You were very correct. I want to give myself a shout out because before last season, I came on this very same podcast and talked about how much I love Darius Garland and how much I thought he was going to be a star. And I have born that has borne fruit this season. And also uh, I, will tell I was you, skeptical of him going into this year, just because I, I was like, is, 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 was it the right pick? I, I wasn't sure, but this year he's proven me right. Or he's proven me wrong. I should say he's proven a lot of people who said he was that guy. Right. He's, he's been great. And I will say uh, the Cavs are my favorite online 2K team right now because ah, the pick and roll with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen is impossible to stop. So <laughs> those amazing, things being man. said, where do you stand on Colin Sexton long-term? Do you think they should package him in a trade for a wing? Do you like the whole Ben Simmons rumors that Woj keeps throwing out there? 
do you not want Ben Simmons anywhere? Like, just talk to me about what you want the Cavs to do. Because it's a major juncture. Listen, man. For those who know me, they know that I've been pro Colin Sexton, despite all of the, the criticisms over about, oh, all he does is score. He's not a good playmaker. He's an undersized two guard. That's my guy. I can vouch like, for that. Like, you, you don't just find scores like that just anywhere. And he's still young. What is he, like 22, 23? Like, who, like, if we trade him, you have to get something good in return. Well, so you, that's you have to get. Well, that's the thing, like return. Ben Simmons. If it's Ben Simmons, I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. If it's Ben Simmons, because as much as we drag on his lack of ability to shoot, well, it's not a lack of ability; it's a lack of confidence. Because we have the tape of him shooting jumpers. It's not a lack of ability. But in the same breath, does he provide that same scoring ability? I mean, that's my thing. He he fits well with Garland though, right? As like yeah, a, as a, I think you can move off of Lowry Markinen as well. Yeah, I think that trade would be something like Sexton and Markinen and picks and yeah, maybe some kind if of salary that's the filler. Pick, I'm okay with that. If that's the if that's the 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 pick they go or the trade they go with, I'm okay with that. I just don't want it to be another one of those Kevin Porter Jr. where you get like pennies just to say that you're getting off of him. I mean, it's it's an interesting scenario just because, like, he's going to be a free agent. Any team that acquires him has his bird rights. You know, they can match and all that stuff. So it's like yeah. there is an interest in acquiring him because it's like if you try to sign him this summer, you might the Cavs might just match. So it's yeah. like I can see why a team might want to acquire him even though he's injured because it's like it, it could work out for you. I, I know it doesn't necessarily work for Philadelphia because they're trying to win with Embiid right now, but it just – if it's still the best package you can get, and you're looking at not having Simmons all season, like it's See, the still thing is with the even with that same Sixers trade, it's like Tyrese Maxey, like there's it's I don't really there's not really that much of a difference in play style between Sexton and Maxey. That's the thing. That's fair. So you don't think those two work as a backcourt? I don't think so, because it's just like a it's the two Spider-Man essentially. You have two Spider-Man right there who similar they kind of different but they still have a similar play style what about a three-team trade that sends beal to the sixers and sends sexton to the wizards mm, oh that's something you can with, get behind yeah with simmons going to cleveland obviously but so mm-hmm. let beal just stand out there and shoot threes let him be go back inside where he should be mm-hmm. and you know let and and take all the you know the ball handling pressure off Beal because Tyrese Maxey is there to do that. Yeah, very let, true. Let Beal just cook. I kind of like that one. I know it won't happen, but I, it's something yeah. I would try to construct in two K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two K is amazing like that, ain't it? It's one of my favorite things in the world to do is just sit there and play GM and try to construct. <laughs> uh, That's how. So, I, yeah, Mobley. I like Mobley. I think I think he is the reason why we are here where we are today. I honestly do. I think he's that good of a presence. He's your rookie of the year, yeah, right? 100%. Yeah. Name me a better rookie right now. I mean Yeah, no. I I mean I the, I mean I the only other guy you can really argue for is like Cade, right? 
Scotty I mean, Barnes is Scott, in Scotty there. Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, that's that's fair. Jalen Green is not. Um, no. Do you think there's anything like? Are you? I know you're not a Rockets fan, but like, do you have any concern with Jalen Green? Or are you just like, nah, he's 19, he'll be fine. Like, I, I'm. I, I think he's still young. Yeah. I think he's just showcasing what he's capable of doing right now. Right. I, I like him. I'm just curious because it's just an no expectations. No yeah. expectations right now. So I, I, and that's the thing is like Cade has. I think Cade has exceeded my expectations, especially lately, because. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he was really rough to start, obviously. But He's a baller. I mean, I mean he, baller. he could just do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, you, and you can see, I think the Pistons made a really good choice. But, yeah, I mean, Mobley is uh, he's something special. I don't know. I, Mobley is like, he's like young Anthony Davis in a lot of ways. But Evan like, Garnett-ish. Yeah, he's got a little, I feel like he's, I don't know. I just, he's special. Evan Mobley's awesome. And, and I, yeah, I think the Cavs are in, I mean, the Cavs are in good hands. Colby Altman seemed to have done a really good job. Yeah. And, and it looks like we're no longer in that rebuilding stage with the Rondo pickup. Nope. Mainly because of Rubio. Get well soon, Rubio. That sucks. That really sucked at Rubio. I mean, he and Kevin Love were playing so well together. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. That's why I ask about the Colin Sexton thing, though. Not because I'm in a, it's just like, the Cavs are in a position to really do damage. And, mm-hmm. and because Garland and Sexton are both small guards, I know they don't play the same style, but because they're both small guards, a lot of people are talking about, is this the time to try to make the move? You've got assets, make the package trade. And I look around and I just don't know what it is. I think, I think what really just threw everything out of whack was drafting Okoro at five. That was a real head scratcher at the time. I'm like, oh. So you're not, you're just out on Okoro? I'm not out on Okoro. I think he's a good perimeter defender. But it's like, he leaves a lot to be desire, desired on the offensive side. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, and that was always the knock on him, right? Coming out was yeah. that he's not a shooter. I mean, and that's the thing is the Cavs don't have wings. That, you know, I mean, that's like the one that's my it's like if you can put Sexton or someone in a trade and get a wing, yeah, it just would be so Amen. but it's it's hard to find those players. It's not like it's not like if you call Phoenix, Phoenix is just gonna hand you Mikhail Bridges, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. difficult to to get those things. So I, I understand why I mean, they've gone the way they've gone playing this super huge lineup. I mean, why not? I I mean I know a certain guy who used to play with us a couple years ago who would fit great <laughs> with this team right now. You're talking about Matthew Delvadova, obviously. Um, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you, okay, so are you out on the LeBron Westbrook thing? Like, are you with me now that it was a horrible, horrendous idea? Or are you still like, Westbrook has his nights, and in February you'll see. Like, what do you? Where's your? Because I mean, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> I think I don't think all of the blame should be laid at Westbrook's feet. I think the team as a whole is just poorly constructed right now. Yes, because it's like, like they're saying they have like 
I'm pretty sure they have the highest like age average in the league. So it's a lot of old dudes who have moments of looking fresh and then there's laws where they're just gassed and they don't want to put in that effort on defense. And I think def- that's what we're seeing. And they've definitely been hurt. So it's, you know. Yeah. But I think AD looking like a shell of himself doesn't help either. He's shooting you- the worst he's ever shot from three. Are you cons- doesn't hit the knockdown mid range either? Sorry for cutting you off. No, no, no. I'm cutting yeah. you off. I'm too excited yeah. to ask this. I'm too excited to ask this question. I'm like, I'm gonna ask. I'm like a little gremlin, like sitting here. It's, it's me. It's on me. It's on me. I apologize. Um, yeah. Are you concerned about AD long term? Like yeah. that that pairing, the LeBron AD pairing. Yeah, in a sense, in a sense, because it's like. What more, what more can LeBron do for him? What, like, he's, since he's gotten here, he said, yo, I want you to be the guy. And we saw it the first year. And then the last two years and change of this season, we only see it in flashes. We only see it in flashes. And I think there's a temptation to blame the injury stuff for that. Cause he has been hurt, but number one, he was always hurt dating back to his days in New Orleans. So you should have known that. It's just that he was in a smaller market, so it's not as broadcasted as it is now that he's playing with LeBron. Whenever you're with LeBron, the magnifying glasses goes from like 1x to 10,000x now. Yeah, and you're on the Lakers, so it's 10,000x that too. Like, um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, because... And again, I'm not trying to offend you with this question. This one is this not a great This ain't question. my team. This ain't my team. You ain't offending me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't try to pretend like you don't love LeBron. Well, that's my guy. Come on. <laughs> Do you think he's, he's still LeBron. He's still incredible. He's still, yeah. you know, but I don't know that he can force the issue in the way that he used to anymore. He shouldn't have to though. That's the thing. This is like this season. This was supposed to be his year where he can start easing back, you know, take a couple games off just you know be there for the vibes big up the guys oh okay D, i see you but now it's like it just looks like 29 or not 2019 2018 all over again with the calves where it's this like oh my goodness lebron you're just so amazing can you keep this up and it's like i mean it helps towards his kareem abdul jabbar record sure but it's like it almost feels unfair to him at this point because it's like, look, he's, I'm pretty sure he's leads the all time minutes right now. And it's like, considering also you have to take into account, he was in the finals every year for like the last eight years. So he's got even more minutes than almost everybody else on top of those minutes. So it's like, it, it's just a blessing. It's, it's literally a blessing that he has gone this far without any major type of injuries up to this point. It's literally a blessing. And I really feel like for you little haters, if I know you guys are listening right now, there's, there's literally something wrong. I'm, I'm talking to you, all you, you know who you are. There's something wrong with you people, bro. Like, I, I don't get it. Like he, he's not a threat to you guys' championship right now. Just appreciate the greatness. God damn, you miserable people out there. Oh my goodness. And this is, 
This is why I said it wasn't a hated question because I knew. I knew what was coming. I, no, I'm and not I, talking to you. I'm not no, talking. No, I know. I wasn't even trying. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, man. Like, it's it's almost like it's a it's a sin for them to say something nice about LeBron. And I also feel like the LeBron like stands also kind of give guys like me a bad rap because whenever whenever I say oh I like LeBron they're like oh you're one of those guys <laughs> and I'm like okay relax relax like I, I I've never said that he's the greatest of all time so you can relax on that like he's my guy but you'll never hear me say he's better than Michael Jordan I think he does certain things better than Michael Jordan but if we're talking all time there's nobody better than Michael Jordan I mean He's probably a better passer than Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan yeah. did have a, a finals where he averaged 11 assists and proved he could pass if he needed to. So, I mean, yeah, we know what he can do, but um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think you made the point. Like, I think the whole point of AD coming to LA was so that LeBron wouldn't have to do this stuff anymore. Exactly. And he's not capable of carrying that load either. And I mean, I know that the wizards have slowed down a little bit, but like, Man, like Kyle Kuzma last night, dude, he was balling. Oh, yeah. He was hitting tri- – he hit, like, the game-winning – he hit, like, the game-winning triple. There, there were free throws, mm-hmm. but, but he, dude, he was fucking ball. I bet on the Wizards. That's why listen, I watched that game. <laughs> listen, I will say there's certain guys who just cannot play under that – the pressure of LeBron or just play in his type of play style. And Kuzma was one of those guys where – he just he he needed that kind of that type of freedom to I mean, do they, what he does now. They want a ring though. They did, but it's he didn't look like this. No, that's fair. He didn't look like this. No, that's fair. He did, yeah, he never looked anything like this before. This dude is another dude. That's that's fair. You're you're right. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I I just I feel like they traded all the perfect compliment complimentary pieces. Like, I mean, okay, maybe Kuzma, but I mean, dude. I don't know. I just, I hate the Westbrook trade for the Lakers. So I love the Westbrook trade for the Lakers. <laughs> yes, I just, yes, yes. We know. We I just, know. <laughs> I still don't understand. I mean, I understand it. I get the thinking. We're going to give someone else control of the offense so that LeBron can rest during the regular season. I mm-hmm. get that thought process, but like, it's not, that's not how you win a championship. I don't think anybody anticipated Westbrook turning the ball over the way he's turning it over now. Which like, so those we knew, people haven't been we knew, watching him play? But, but hear me, we knew that he was going to turn over the ball, but like this, like just going up for layup and throwing it over the back of the, the backboard. Oh the only God. way that Westbrook works this point is if he functions as your center on offense. And I know that that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. When he plays in the post, and passes out of the post and does all the, the cutting and screening and all the it fucking works when he, he yeah. did it with the Rockets a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. he only shoots triples from the corners and he does all these other things. It works. It, it's not optimal, but it's mm-hmm. it, obviously you can't do it on defense, but on offense, it honestly works. This idea that he, he not, he's, he is literally a negative as a point guard. He's, I mean, he's just a negative I, I'm not trying. Everyone thinks I'm hating on like, I, I see people like post. No, you're, you're speaking legit. You're speaking I mean, it's legit. just, 
I see people like posting, like he, he, there's a picture of him like praising his daughter and they're like, this is the man you're hating on. And I'm like, dude, okay, I'm not- relax. I'm relax. not hating on the man. Like I'm hating on he's his on the basketball player. Yeah, he, because he hasn't aged gracefully in any way. Like mm-hmm. you could totally be successful if you were him, if you worked on the skills that were necessary for you to do that. But he just wants to play Russ ball and it doesn't work. And I don't understand what the hell LeBron was thinking. Cause you know, he made that trade happen. Yeah. He could have yeah. DeMar DeRozan or Buddy Healed. Both of them would have been much better fits. Definitely. Definitely. The, se- the season that You're DeMar right. is having right now, DeMar would be having that season in, in LA because he wanted to be home playing Shoot. next to LeBron. He would be playing the same way right now. Shoot. I, I, I honestly think even if they went for Deer and Fox, it would be something of a better version of Westbrook, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I, I don't know that the Kings would have done the same trade for Deer and Fox, but mm. but it seems I, like they're willing to part with healed more than they are with Deer and Fox. I That's bet just you, how it seems. I agree. And I, I mean they've definitely soured on Fox now a little bit because I hear the Fox to New York stuff, but I just mean like I, I you know I the, the Roseanne thing, although I, I think Brian Windhorst said that it may have been almost impossible for them to pull off because they were hard capped depending on salary. I don't know exactly what the deal was, but if mm. LeBron wanted it to happen one way or another, it would have happened. And the way he's playing right now would be perfect. I mean, because he is distributing more than he ever has. He can score in the mid range, which lets LeBron shoot threes, which is what LeBron wants to do now. Like it just works. And they mm. made a horrible choice. And it sank their season and there's nothing you can do to get out of it. Cause there's no trade that you could possibly make. Yeah. To, it's, it was a terrible choice. I, I don't, I don't Wasting really know. a year of LeBron. Yeah. And but I hear know. me out. Hear me out. One of my friends said he feels like LeBron should just retire at this point because there's like, there's very little that he can do to improve his legacy at this point. What? No, that's what one of my friends said. No. I'm like, okay, number one, that's nonsense. Number one, he's got to get Kareem's scoring record. Number yeah. two, he needs a couple of more finals victories to equal Jordan. Number three, he wants but to do play you think with his that son. Really does anything for his legacy, even if he ties Jordan in championships? Yes, I do. You think so? Yes, especially with how a dumpster fire the Lakers are right now. If he somehow recovers that team to win a couple more finals over the next few years, that would absolutely improve him in my mind. Mm. Like, well, I personally have him at number two all time. And it's like, I don't think Ty and Jordan really moves the needle for him. Like, I mean, I guess I just look at it like, how are more trophies not making your legacy greater? I mean, okay, if you want to say he's never going to be greater than Jordan. No because they're going to say it took him two times more finals trips. To get there. Okay, but what if theoretically LeBron went and won three back-to-back titles right now? That wouldn't improve his legacy in your mind? If he suddenly had seven titles and he had just won a trilogy which hadn't been done since Shaq and Kobe? I mean... But it does It just, at this point, it doesn't seem realistic, though. No, of course it's not realistic, and that's why it would be so damn impressive. Yeah. It's not realistic at all, but it's You're possible right. because it's LeBron. You're right. That's, that's the last thing I want for Tom Brady. No one has won three Super Bowls in a row. 
I want Tom Brady to win three Super Bowls in a row. It's not very likely, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still out here waiting for that to happen. And I'm just saying. You have the Eagles to thank for that one. What about, what about playing with his son, though, man? Like, what about being the only NBA superstar to ever play with your son? Is that not something worth playing for? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. But also, As someone who just recently had a son, I definitely think it is. So. Some, some people, by the way, congratulations on Thank that. you, sir. Um, I'm an uncle again. So that's <laughs> always good to bring life into the world. You're goddamn right. Yes, sir. But I also, my same homie, he's like, he feels like LeBron should step away from the game so that he can help train up his son for his senior year to make him the best version of himself going into college. Um, I suppose I understand that argument. If you, the only thing you really care about is your son. I mean, if, if LeBron was like, all right, man, we're playing 48 minutes of one-on-one every day <laughs> and I'm blocking every shot. I mean, I can, I can see that, I guess if, if LeBron truly only cared about his son's success, but I think that his son, I think Bronny probably wants his dad there with him in the league. Like, mm. and I think that's LeBron's, you know, I feel like LeBron will orchestrate his free agency to be there when his son is drafted so he can just sign with whatever team drafts him. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just think I, I I can understand that thought way more than I understand the legacy thought, because I just think like, to me, that would be like saying there's nothing Tom Brady can do to improve his legacy. And I just disagree. Cause what if he won 10 Super Bowls? It would be. Oh, it he's would, already the goat. What more does he gotta do? He doesn't what have is to he do. Gonna be the Billy Goat Gruff next. <laughs> <laughs> I. I mean, I just. Okay, but here's the thing. It's like you said about LeBron. It's like just enjoy. That's how I feel. I like. I enjoy every time I get to watch Tom Brady play football, and oh. I have no clue how many of those games I have left that I get to watch. But it is. Yes. It is the great joy of my life to watch Tom Brady. Destroy the Jets at a high level. Yes. And, and as long as he is doing that, I want him to play. And LeBron is oh. LeBron is still an MVP candidate. And I just think maybe not this season because of injuries and everything, but like his numbers, his raw numbers are still near the top. And I just don't understand. Unless oh. you, unless you don't love basketball anymore, why would you stop playing? Right. So you're of that mindset of play until you suck. Uh, Tim Duncan said it, man. It's the only thing Tim Duncan ever did that I respected. He said, till the wheels fall off. Tim Duncan Mm. could barely walk at the end of his career. And I'm not saying that dude should go to that length. I'm not trying to say Mm -hmm. like play till you die. I'm just saying like you should play as long as you want to play. Vince Carter reinvented himself as a role player because he wanted to keep balling. And I just think that's what you should do. if That's what you want to do. Pretty good shooter too. Yeah. Kobe quit. The minute that he wasn't Kobe anymore. And that's fine too. Yeah. That's fine too. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Dirk kept going as a role player. Like I don't see any, I think that here's what I think. I think LeBron should do exactly whatever the fuck he wants to do. And I just okay. don't see why retiring when you're still at damn near the peak of your game, just because your, your legacy is complete. So what? He, he loves playing basketball. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's he going to do? He's going to go play basketball somewhere else. Like it's just, <laughs> It's it's what it is. So I, I just don't. I want to see LeBron in the big three. I want to see him in the playoffs losing to the Suns. So you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's for your own selfish gain. I'm on to you now. I'm on to you. 
All right, speaking of your sons, are you at all concerned about their chances versus Golden State? Uh, you mean based on the Christmas game? or just Based on general? like the three games that they've played so far. Well, Y'all are I'm, one and two against them now. Yeah, I mean, we beat them in a game where uh, I think uh, or Booker missed the second game. Um, he I, was there for like the first bit. Of yeah, the that's right. Yeah, he missed, missed he missed the second one. That's right. Yeah, he he uh, he got hurt in that game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Suns still won. Um, I. Do I worry? I mean, okay. You think they can beat them yes. four times in a two-week span? Yes, they can. Do I think they will? I mean, I think that the Warriors are the the worst matchup for the Suns, but also, in another way, a really good matchup for the Suns. They're the worst mm-hmm. matchup for the Suns just because Steph Curry is Steph Curry. And mm-hmm. that's just what that is. He didn't even have that hot of a game versus so on Christmas either. No, their role players hit everything. And it's just yeah. one of those things where – when everyone makes their threes, you win. And that's, you know, that's off type of, yeah. And you know, some of them were really tough shots. It wasn't mm. even like the Suns were playing horrible defense. Some of the, they did get to the rim. They did get to walk to the rim a few times. So there was some bad Suns defense, but there were a lot of tough threes that they just bagged. And it's like, yeah, hats off. I can't, I'm not going to, they played a great game. It is what it is. Mm. Um, the thing is you and I both know that kind of game isn't playoff basketball. And we've seen right. it over and over and over. Maybe in the bubble where it was just just dudes in a gym going back and forth and everything was 147 to 145, you know, but stars in, win in the playoffs is what you're saying, right? In a gym, yeah. And 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 not only stars, but defense and size. It matters more in the playoffs than it does. I know mm. that in the peak of the death lineup, they were able to run centers off the floor. I get that. This is not that same team. And DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton has shown a penchant for punishing this team a lot of different times. Yeah. And so I think the Suns are a good matchup for the Warriors because with JaVale McGee, with DeAndre Ayton, the Warriors have no one who can compete with those two inside. And mm-hmm. so in a they seven- think Draymond can do it. Right. And Draymond's, Draymond's amazing, but dude, JaVale McGee has been insanely good this year. He has been mm-hmm. so, so fucking good. And I maintain this. If the Suns traded for JaVale McGee last year, they would have won the title. I, I seriously believe that. If they had you had think JaVale, he would have been able to body up a kunk pole? Uh, yes. For, for, the, for the 10 minutes a game that it was necessary to keep the Suns from falling into a black hole when DeAndre Ayton was on the bench, absolutely. Yes. I think okay. it would have been I think it would have been enough. I love Torrey Craig. I would love to have Torrey Craig back, but I do believe that – well, in my ideal world, the Suns would have traded for both Torrey Craig and – JaVale McGee and they actually could have by the way I mean the the Cavs weren't even using JaVale you know yeah and and so it is what it is I still believe that the point is JaVale's been awesome this year he was my wish list player for the Suns and he's proven why and I think that that is a problem for the Warriors again all those things being said Steph is Steph and so I'm not stupid to think that I know that he could go supernova for four straight games I know that so I'm not trying to except versus uh, Cavs in 2016. Yeah, exactly. There, um, and I, but I like okay. Like, don't you think Mikael Bridges is an ideal guy to put on Steph? Oh, Those crazy long arms. Like, definitely. I think the Suns have the tools to bother the Warriors enough. And I mean, mm-hmm. we all know that it could come down to is Clay Thompson anything like himself? Yeah. But I, I really don't see. I that. personally. I personally think his shooting ability, that's going to be a given. 
my concern is that lateral quickness. That's where my concern comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be able to move on defense. And I know that they've all said he's going to wait till he's 120% before he's going to come back. And good. If he does, that's great. And if he's clay, then it's a whole new ball game because that's mm-hmm. almost the warriors at their peak again. But I, I do think the Suns can win. And I would obviously, I would, I would bet on them to win because I believe they can. I mean, I know that everyone loves to rag on all the injured players or whatever last year, but Chris Paul was also injured in the Clippers series and Paul George played out of his fucking mind and the Suns still got through that series. So yeah. I know that it's not the hardest series they could have played, but they aren't at this point, a playoff tested team that got to the finals and got as far as they could get in the finals with as hurt as they were against a very good team that was ascending at the right time against he who may not be the best player in the world. It happens. You lose sometimes, but I think they're ready for another run. Hey, I'm telling you. That's what I think. Yeah. I think Is there any other team that you would be concerned about in the West? No. Derailing your plan? No. It's just one state. Yes. That's the only team that you see. The Jazz don't frighten me at all. Okay. Not, even not worried of, about Donovan Mitchell in no, any. No. Okay. No, I don't. I, no, the Jazz don't frighten me at all. Do, do you? Do you think the Jazz could beat the Warriors or the Suns? No. Is is Rudy Gobert gonna all of a sudden be able to handle switches on the perimeter? Exactly. The Jazz will continue to run into the same problem every single time. If their entire defense is built around Rudy Gobert, they will lose, and it is the same thing it's always been. And I, I, you're in headlights on the perimeter. Yeah. I just, it's not, it's, they're going to get, dude, the sun's pick and roll in the playoffs last year was so fucking sophisticated. Like Mm. that shit was, that's why Denver got just roasted because they were too hurt. And they were like, Mm. they were like, the Suns were walking into open threes because they're running cuts off weak side screens when the, the nuggets are expecting it on the strong side. And you see two nuggets defenders are looking at each other like, Where's the and Mikhail's and in the that other corner? Chris Paul, that Chris Paul right elbow midi is just too automatic. It's free money. Too automatic. It's oh it's it's, it's the it's the free space in the middle of a bingo board. It's two points every single time, and it just <laughs> it's it just I I I don't fear the Jazz at all. I fear the the Warriors. Obviously, the, the Bucks. I I believe the Suns can beat the Bucks. They beat them two games in a row. They're not nothing. Worry about the Nets. Um, what nets are we talking about? Uh, assuming Kyrie decides in the middle of the night that he's going to get the shot and he's there for all games. Yes. I worry about that team. Okay. I worry about the, I worry about the nets as a full strength, all of them, all three of them at their, absolutely. You'd be stupid not to. Mm Um, and I, I just Philadelphia losing to the Hawks last year just made me. I'm on the. I feel I'm, like that was an aberration. Just I, looking at how they put the Hawks are playing now, it's looking more aberration. Like you no. Know. Yeah. But don't you feel okay? I, I agree with that. But so that loss is like when the Bucks lost to Miami in the bubble. At this yeah. point, at this point, you've got to show it to me. I'm not going to sit here and 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 talk for you anymore. Like I'm not going to sit here and talk for Embiid as you know this MVP candidate and Philadelphia is so good and blah, blah, blah. They've got to show it now because you worry about Memphis at all. Uh, no, not in a seven game series. I think Memphis has a really bright future, but they're still too young, especially mm. defensively. 
Like their defense was really good when jaw was out, but like they played a lot of bad teams and um, I don't know. And in a seven game series, I don't, I just don't think that defensively they're good enough yet. They would Mm -hmm. win a couple of games. It would be a six game series, but they're not, they're like a year or two away from, from that level, I think. But I'll tell you what, I think Memphis wins a title before the jazz do. I agree. I think I, I like I, John Morant more than I like uh, Donovan. Oh, hell yeah. Honest. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I don't think much of Donovan Mitchell at all. I mean, he's fine as an as a regular season scorer. He's a good shooter, but people act like... Is he a good shooter or is he just a volume shooter? He is a volume shooter. I, he can be a clutch shooter. He has... Mm. he His ankle was hurt in the playoffs last year and he shot the lights out, but they still lost. So, I, yeah. you know... Um, and in the bubble, he was – I think he's a streaky shooter who can be clutch. And, I, like, mm-hmm. I, like, like Devin Booker can always get a bucket in the mid-range, always. Booker yeah. can always find a way to score. And Donovan Mitchell is not that guy. And yeah. people keep trying to say Donovan Mitchell is better than Devin Booker, and I just don't understand what games they're think watching. He has, I don't think he has much of a mid-range. I feel like he's uh, inside out. If it's, if it's not a three, he's getting to the rim more so. Yeah. It's he's and he doesn't have a bag like Booker or Chris Paul do. I just yeah. I think the Suns have the best backcourt in the NBA. Like I don't mm. I don't think that there's I don't think anyone could really argue that. That's what I think. And I guess if Kyrie and Harden were both 100 percent, you can make that argument. But I would I would I'm taking my guys. And oh. I just think yeah, I just don't think anyone else like I'm not afraid of the Mavericks, you know. Well, as long as they're just playing Luca ball, I don't think they can yeah. go very far. Yeah, I'm I'm not afraid of Fat Boy Slim and the miracles over there. Um <laughs> I I you know, I'm not that's not that team doesn't scare me. Um I, you know, I just can't think of any West teams. I think the West is a three-team race between the Jazz, Suns, and the Warriors. I think the Jazz come up short. I think the Suns two and Warriors, a half, I'd like to say. Yeah, there you go. And I think the Suns Warriors Western Conference Finals is going to be awesome. Mm, I think so too. Do you? Are it's, you? It's weird. I feel like the East has been the better conference this year. I agree. Who do you like in the East? Like, who do you think is going to come out? I feel like you have to have the Bucks there. I feel like Miami, perhaps. Really? Ah. Uh, uh... If they're rolling on all cylinders, I think they could make another push. Nets. That's interesting. Nets, Bucks, and perhaps the Bulls. I kind of like the – you. okay, here's another mea culpa for me. I, you, you came on here preseason. I did. I and, did. And I you told said you. the Bulls were going to be really good. I told you. I didn't think they'd be this good, but I told you. I don't know if anyone thought they'd be this good, but – no, you were right. I mean, there that level of talent is, and but Demar is also playing at a level that yeah he's literally never played at. I mean, this is yeah you know playing like a borderline MVP candidate for the first time in your age thirty two season is kind of shocking. Um, it's yeah. awesome. It's fun as hell to watch. Mm-hmm. It's surprising. Um, I yeah. I mean, okay. Here's a question for you. What's up? Who's more likely to make it out of the East, the Cavs or the Bulls? As presently constituted. Bulls. Both. Yeah. They're both going to make it out of the East. 
I said bulls. bulls. Oh, bulls. I said, I said bulls. bulls. Like, what? Bulls, bulls, wow, I yeah. I'm, that, I'm surprised you'd say that. You're, you're being yeah. brutally honest about your own team. Yeah. What if... I personally think, despite what everybody says, I feel like they would need Colin Sexton if they wanted to make a push. What about in a world where they trade Colin Sexton and Lowry Markkinen and for Ben Simmons, for ben I Simmons. think we definitely in that mix. I really do think we in the mix if we get Ben Simmons. I think that could be really interesting. Garland and Simmons is really, and I, I'm with you. I, I, I understand. The role would be lethal. Yeah, and it would suck Fast to break too. Oh my goodness! It would suck to trade Sexton when he has been so good, but he has had some injury problems, and yeah. you know, if you can get Ben Simmons, it, you know, it might be the way to go. So for sure, for sure. One last question for you. Talk to me. Do you think that this rookie class could be an all-time great rookie class based yes. on what we're seeing right now? Yes. I was I, literally just looking through it just the other day. I was looking like of like the last three years, like going back to 2018. I feel like you can just from like all the picks in the first round, I feel like a lot more of those names are doing more things in the league right now than most of the other previous years. I I thought this would be like a good draft, but I didn't like think it was like an all-time draft, but it's kind of starting to look like you might have like multiple franchise changers, like in a way that, you know, like 03 or 85, yep. like yeah, it's starting to really, and maybe this is a little small sample size theater. It's only one season, but I mean, this draft has outperformed my expectations by a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. Like, uh, just just bear with me for a second. Let me just pull up the the draft from this year. One second. And it's pretty crazy. Like, looking forward to. I'm sure you've seen like you know some of the young kids who are balling. Like, you know, Scoot Henderson who's in the G League, and you know some of these dudes mm-hmm. who are just like, you know, that were with the G League ignite and the overtime elite and all these other leagues. There's so many young kids who are like playing against grown men now like i really think the future of the league is in yeah, very good hands man. like let, i'm looking at this year kate cunningham yeah baller yep. jalen green baller evan mobley baller scotty barnes baller jalen suggs baller right yeah are we, are we, I, mean, with suggs? we I like yeah. suggs i think he's got more to prove but i think everyone likes him yeah josh giddy oh, just we the love, other day had a triple dub everyone loves josh giddy yeah kaminga I think he lately he had uh, he had a huge game the other night. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Fran, Franz Wagner. Ugh, we know that everyone loves him. Davion Mitchell, Mister Off Night. Yeah, I mean he he was kind of the 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 bell of the ball the first couple of weeks. He's tailed off a yeah. bit, but I think everyone still likes him. I mean, this yeah. is these are I mean, this is everyone in this. Still crowd. a great defender. Oh yeah, know. always going to be a good defender. Absolutely. Uh, not so much him, but, uh, James Bull Knight. Yeah. I mean, that's, so there we start to, there's some, yeah. Uh, Chris Duarte. I mean, he's older, but he's still been balling. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's been the Pacers and, lead guy on some nights. And that's, I, I just listed off like 12 different guys from this draft. Let's, let's look at, uh, the year before 2020, like, I mean, that's a pretty incredible grouping already. Like, yeah. how often do you have, like, 10 guys in a draft who are, like, really making a difference? And, like, three or four of them are, like, franchise changers? Like, that's 
it's pretty crazy. Like, again, this is like an all-time draft, I think. I think we're yeah. seeing that. Like Now I'm looking at 2020. Anthony 2020. Edwards. Very good player. James Wiseman. We still don't know. Lamelo. We know that Lamelo's awesome. Um, Isaac Okoro. We already talked about him earlier. He's okay. Obi ha- Toppin. I mean, he's electric. He's a fun player, but he's not a franchise changer. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm going down. That was eighth. I'm Denny Avdia still waiting to see on him. Yeah. I mean, he's all, uh, he was always going to be a glue guy. I think that's his. Yeah. You know, Tyrese Halliburton. We like Tyrese Halliburton a lot, but I don't think he's a franchise changer. Cole Anthony. I like Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. I like Cole Anthony a lot. He, dude, with him and Wagner, the, the magic kind of have something yeah. and it's like, but you just gave extensions to Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. Like, it's just so, like, dude, oh, that place is, yeah, yeah. Well, throw and, and then a lot of the names just tail off. You yeah. have the same Isaiah Stewart, whose biggest thing was beefing with LeBron. Yep, yep. Uh, Precious Uchiwa. I like yeah. Precious Uchiwa. I, like, I think, he. I mean, he's in the right system for him, though. I don't think he's, you know, he's certainly not a, but I, I like him. Tyrese Maxey. Like Maxey. Uh, yeah, uh, I will say I think I do think Maxi made Ben Simmons a little bit more expendable for them, so I do think that yeah. pick was pretty important. And then it's just a bunch of other guys like uh, Peyton Pritchard, Emmanuel Quickly, Malachi Flynn for the rap. I'm not really seeing much as compared to last year. All right, let's go to 2019 now. Yeah, uh, Zion, yeah, John Morant, yeah, RJ Barrett. Uh, yeah, good. DeAndre player. Hunter, good player. Garland, great player. Kobe White, yeah. Jackson Hayes, yeah. I mean, not hasn't really done much of anything. Rui Hachimura, good role player. Cam Reddish, okay. Your boy Cameron Johnson, my boy Cam Johnson. I love Cam Johnson. I do love yeah. Cam Johnson. He is a perfect. Like three and he's D wing. He's yeah. a he's a very but again, perfect role player, not mm-hmm. a superstar. PJ Washington, nice player. The most he's dealing with is his baby mama. He's <laughs> always in the media. <laughs> Tyler Hero. I think that's Brittany Renner's first mention on this show. That's exciting. <laughs> Tyler Hero. A good player. Mathis Tybel. Good defender. Not much else. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Yeah, Jordan Poole's good. He's I, I like Jordan Poole a lot. He is a big reason that they're afloat with Clay Thompson now. That motherfucker can yeah. score. So and I then like, Kevin Porter Jr. He's the last pick of the first round. Man, that guy, man. I he needs to get some anger management or something going yeah. on for him. He's just he's gotta just get it under control because his talent is through the roof. And yeah. he just, he's just got to bring it in a little bit, you know? I mm-hmm. Man, what it, I feel so bad every day for Steven Silas. Like, yeah. He inherited James Harden, and now <laughs> he's coaching 19-year-olds who, like, just storm out of the gym. You know? like, it's, just, it's, it's just not what he took the job to do. Now, granted, he always knew the Harden thing was tough when he took the job. I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. you take the job hoping you're at least going to get to coach James Harden for a little bit and try to develop that relationship with him. And yeah. instead, it just becomes a dumpster fire. And it's just, it sucks for them. But, 
it's it is fun to go on Twitter after a Rockets game and see them have a, a Twitter space that's like Rockets <laughs> safe space and it's like 500 people that are like I hate my life. <laughs> Christian Wood doesn't care enough about Houston, even though he says he cares about Houston. And we should trade Christian Wood for two first round picks because he's garbage. And I'm just like, okay, guys, like, let's just, it's just a whole lot of fun stuff. So, yeah. one last year for you, then we can wrap it up. Oh, yeah. It's Hit me with any questions you got. I'm through my list. Hit me with any questions you got. 2018 now. So, oh, here we go. DeAndre Ayton. My man. I love him. Elite Marvin player Bagley. in the playoffs. I I I still feel that there's hope for Bagley as a second draft player on another team, not as like a superstar, but as a role player. Mm-hmm. I still have some hope for Bagley. Luca. Well, we know. I mean, Luca is I, well. Luca's a very good player. I don't think he's a superstar as much as people. I mean, I he's an all star. I don't think he's a superstar. Is that like? I don't think he's an all okay. pro. Is that? Is that a, okay? You know, you know, okay. you guys get condemning from me. I mean, Luca's very, very good, but a lot of his numbers come from incredibly high volume. Yeah. And I just don't like, I don't, I'm not a big believer in we have this one high volume player. Ball. Yeah. I think he can play off ball. No, he can't. He, well, I mean, maybe he could, but he hasn't. So, yeah. yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. Good player, but I still think he's overrated. Like people, I, like mm. people still talk about him like he's better than DeAndre Ayton, and he's fucking not. And, you know, I, I think he's good, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like he's a very good role player off jaw. I don't know. Like, I, I like him, but I just, it's, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. There'll be nights where it's like, oh my God, he's so good. And then there are other nights where it's like, is he even playing? Like, I just, you know, he's very inconsistent. Yeah. Trey Young. I mean, we love Trey Young. Okay. Well, speaking of which, uh, I I saw this YouTube or not YouTube, uh, Twitter space where they were talking about uh, Trey Young being considered a generational passer. Do you do you believe that? Mm, yes. Okay. I would. I mean, I guess. A, well, okay. What do you mean by generational pass? Like the best passer in the league right now, and like I, I think, don't. I think that's where they're going with it sort of when Mm. i asked people what they consider a generational passer they said somebody who can dictate what the defense does with their passing makes their teammates better makes a lot of passes like difficult passes as well um yeah i mean okay maybe not generational I, i i feel like he has the talent to be there but like, yeah, I mean, like Chris Paul is a better passer than Trey Young right now because Chris okay. Paul, Chris Paul literally changes the game with the way he runs an offense. And I think Trey Young does too, but like Chris Paul took a team that hadn't been anywhere and took them to the finals. And I know it wasn't only him. And I know that obviously I believe in a lot of my team and everything, but I'm just saying like, you can't deny. They the went impact. from not making the playoffs to being in the finals. Yeah. You can't yeah. deny the major impact that he had. Yeah. And Trey Young made the conference finals last year. So he's like right there, but mm-hmm. like, I would say that LaMelo might be a better passer. So it's like hard to, I mean, he's like right on the cusp of that. I think it's something that maybe in 10 years we'll be like, oh, hell yeah, Trey Young was a generational passer. He throws some passes okay. that are that are bonkers, man. Like, he's unbelievable. But yeah. I don't know that he controls a game completely. Or, okay. 
that he can just force the issue. Like you said, like Chris Paul with the with the mid-range off the elbow jumper. When things are not working, Chris Paul yeah. can get five pick and roll assists and five mid-range. He could get you buckets anytime against anyone. And I and mm-hmm. I and that's off of his passing. And I think that Trey Young is not quite there. Okay. Okay. Uh next, uh Mo Bamba. I he's done nothing. Yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, again, a dude that everyone was hyping, but has also done nothing. You know, he's just, he's, I think his hands are too small, really. And he doesn't want to shoot the ball. It's just, you know, he can't really. <laughs> Colin Sexton. We like, you know, we love Colin. Yeah. Kevin Knox. I still yeah. think there's a, I think there's a player in there somewhere, but it's, he needs to go to Europe for a couple of years and come back at age 29 as just a three and D shooter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, your boy, your favorite one, Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges, all-star, oh, elite defender, defensive player of the year. Mikhail Bridges. He should oh, win defensive. He should win defensive player of the year this year. Okay. Dude. All right. He guards. Shea Gilgis. Oh, amazing player. That's the dude that uh, that the Suns GM wanted to draft over Mikhail Bridges, but the owner overruled him. So, uh, funny how shit works out. Amen. Uh, Miles Bridges, very good player, terrible rapper. Sick of hearing that he's a good rapper, he's not a good rapper. <laughs> uh, Michael Porter Jr., I mean, he's broken as an individual and refuses to vaccinate himself. So, I don't really know what you know. I don't like anyone. Anyone who uses the phrase, I do my own research, is not someone I want to be. I don't want you on my team. And I know that that includes Aaron Rodgers and that's fine. Like that's, I don't, you know, I don't want people who do their own research. I want basketball players. Your research scientists go to Johns Hopkins. I don't, it's, plus he doesn't play any defense. So. Well, yeah. Like of all the three years that I named to you, it looks like 2021 is the best out of them. Just like in terms of, sheer quality and quantity of yeah. guys there yeah i mean and i'm not convinced that luca is going to be the best player out of all of those named because you know everyone would sit here and tell you that he is and i'm really not sure that that's the case because i don't know what his commitment level to the game is and everyone told me it's all oh, rick carlisle this and now he's got a great relationship with jason kidd and blah 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 and the dude is still not interested in showing up in shape and <laughs> i know it worked for Shaq. But you're not Shaq, dude, and yeah. he's never gonna be. And but you know he eats like Shaq, so that's good. Um, you know, but whatever. You know, I just yeah, I, dude, I am not a Luca fan at all. I hate that motherfucker. I don't know why. I just, it's just I. Hey, DeAndre Ayton beats him every time they play. So you tell me who should have been mm. number one overall. So fair enough. Oh. Any other any other thoughts yeah. or? wild things or off this epically long podcast we just mm-hmm. hey man it didn't feel that long to me no i know i just realized how long it's been i didn't even i was like oh it's been like an hour no it's been almost two hours but that's what we do here we yes, come sir. here and we tear it down and we break it down limb by yes, limb sir. piece by piece we cut it into pieces like dexter morgan and then we put it in the ocean or something do you watch dexter I'm familiar. Okay. I'm familiar. 
I felt like it was I felt like it was a good one cutting it into pieces, but now I, I feel yeah, like I'm, I, I get it. I get I'm, it. No, I know I, I feel like I'm serial killing. I'm linking my podcast to serial killer podcast, and I don't want to do that because I don't want like <laughs> oh, I don't want, I don't want like white women with cinnamon lattes and scarves like coming to my podcast oh, to try to hear things about the murders in the northeast or whatever goes on. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I, I'm, good. I'm good. If you have a question for me, uh, that's that's your cue. The the white women in cinnamon lattes joke is my cue to take off. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not in that circle, so you ain't you ain't affecting me with that statement. No, no. I'm just I'm just making a generalization based on what I've seen on every magazine cover. I will ask you this. Talk to me. First team. No. What is the who who of the young Memphis Cavs, all these young teams, which one of them has the best core or which one of them is going to win the title first? I'm not including the Suns. They've made a run. I'm not including the Jazz. They've been to the playoffs a bunch of times at this point. But like looking at like Memphis, the Cavs, um, again, we're not including the Bulls. I, you know, Damar is the leader of that. Like um, of any of the young teams out there, is there anyone that you like more than either of those two teams, really? Is there any young core that you would be like? Because I kind of feel like the Cavs are at the point where it's like, this is the group you want to be. Like, you've got Garland, you've got Sexton, you've got Mobley, you've got some really nice veterans. Cleveland like, and Memphis. Yeah, I, I think and those... that's are... not just because they faced tonight and we lost, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the two, right? There's no there's no yeah. other ones that... Because it's not like the Kings, they don't... Mm, no. Not believer in them. What they about... had a chance in 2019, but nah. What about the Celtics? Do you like the Cavs more than the Celtics? Oh, I got one for you. By the time Jason Tatum turns 28, I believe he will be in the... Excuse me, I can't talk anymore. He will be in the yellow and purple. Mm. Purple and gold. Ooh. You think he's going to... I don't think him and Jalen Brown will be forever. I I don't think so either. So you think they will trade... You think they will trade Tatum to the Lakers? Or you think I think by the time agency? his next contract gets mm. around in his the Miller is prime, I think he will end up in a Laker uniform. Mm. And unfortunately, I think everyone could see that one happening just because of his affinity for Kobe. That yeah. would be that would be a heartbreaker to everybody in Boston, though. That would be. I don't think he cares, and especially by the time how's he now? Like twenty three. Yeah. So in five years from now, ain't nobody going care they'll be like oh this is the norm now yeah yeah i don't uh i don't i keep expecting so much from the celtics and they had their chances they had their chances i really and truly i feel like golden state robbed them of kd i really thought before he golden state picked them up i thought he was going to boston it really did seem like they were in the running like that that felt like, I mean, it, and it would have, I mean, dude, that team would have been good. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, they would have been, they wouldn't have been the Warriors though. I mean that, you know, but yeah. I, I, I don't, it, I just the, the Celtics. I just expected so much. I, and I continue to expect it. And I finally reached a point where I just no, I'm, don't. I'm out on them. Yeah. I'm out. Like I like both Brown and Tatum, but they don't seem to fit at all. Like they don't work. They never both have great games. It's always one is shining bright and the other one's just there. I mean, and it's weird. Cause it's like, I, 
everyone in the world wants to have multiple three and D wings. That's like the dream. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they have two arguably elite ones and it straight up doesn't work. And I don't like yeah. they've tried multiple point guards. I don't, I don't know if you just brought in a, like they need like a Chris Paul, you know, yeah. to, to get in those two motherfuckers heads and scream at them. Like they need a Jimmy Butler, you know, they need someone. Cause it just doesn't, I don't know, man. It just doesn't work. And I, yeah, I agree. Like I, it's, something's gotta happen. Someone's getting moved. For don't sure. You, don't you think they would trade Jalen Brown before they got to that point though? I think so. So you think essentially by the time Tatum is 28, they'll both be gone. Yeah. I feel like at that point they won't really be saying much and he's just going to be like, uh, it's just time for a new scenery. Oof. Who would have thought run from the grind like a certain somebody <laughs> refuses to do? I, uh, man, boy, I'll tell you that would be interesting. Damon, yeah. Damon Tatum together. That's uh, hey, in five years from now, when you take in your son to kindergarten. And he's going to be like, hey, daddy, daddy, where, where, where's that Tatum guy going? <laughs> you going to tell him Uncle B told you he's going to the Lakers. <laughs> okay. I, I will mark that down. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> Let's write the notes. Uncle B Lakers. Okay. Dude, I, yeah, if I was a Boston fan, I would be like terribly afraid of the Tatum going to the Lakers thing. But I think there's nothing you could do. I mean, he's going to do it like regardless um yeah that that one is that's pretty much it but yeah i'm out on the celtics at this point too i don't like if they missed the playoffs this year i wouldn't be surprised and because it, it's definitely just, not they mismanaged everything so horribly like they did everything wrong danny Ainge did everything wrong towards the end i mean they got their one title in the kg era and that was great and yeah. but he mismanaged everything after that and even though he did a decent job drafting tatum and brown he didn't draft anyone else that was good. And they just, they did enough to be good. They had so many chances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, like, look at you at one point, like this team was Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and Jalen mm -hmm. Brown and Jason Tatum. And you were like, God damn, dude, this team is going to be. And then it just up in smoke. It's just gone. That shit's crazy, man. Uh -huh. But it's kind of funny. Because Celtics fans are kind of assholes. And I say that with love. Uh, I got I no love for Boston natives. I know that. I'm a Patriots fan. I know. I, I'm not a native there. I, so. I, I love the Patriots, but Celtics fans are, some of them are kind of insufferable, much like Lakers and Knicks fans. And yeah. so, you know, I'll get, I'll get killed for that if any of them listen to this show. Yeah. It, is, it is always good when you come on. I say this every time. Yes, let's sir. do it more often. I it's on me. I need to make it happen more often. For sure. But uh, I appreciate you so much. And uh, how do we get your show? Overtime with BNT available. Overtime with BNT. We're available on all streaming podcasts uh, sites: uh, Anchor, Google, Spotify, iTunes, all them other Pocket Casts. I believe we're on there as well. And you can upload on YouTube. 
And uh, any like playoff preview stuff you guys got coming? Oh or? yes, sir. We've been on a little bit of hiatus, you know. We we all got our own issues going on, but <laughs> we will be back for the playoffs. We also are hoping to get some basketball talks as well. So you know you might see uh the blood doctor out of his own element and on the overtime show i i would love to be a guest so i can come in on and fire the hot takes for once <laughs> also i'm doing my own intro that's yes, sir. that's that's happening i'm gonna yes, do sir. a whole thing because because that's our deal yes sir. <laughs> it is let's make it happen it is always good talking to you my friend thank you so much for coming Yes, sir. Bless up. We'll talk soon. Much uh, health to you and your family as well. Thank you very much. You as well. Yes, sir. And that is the Blood Doctor Show. And just on a personal note, as we head into 2022, I had a son recently. I'm excited for this new venture in my life, everything that's going on here. But it really makes me feel the need to say yet again, take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. Reach out to people that you care about i personally been in my own head about recording again i go through these phases we all know it anyone who's listened to me has heard me talk about it it's just a thing i go through sometimes where i feel less confident in myself or unsure we all go through it as people but the point is that you can't quit and i want everyone to um make 2022 the best year they can for themselves and everyone around them and i will also want to just say one note for anyone still left listening Look out for Hustle Points news coming soon. A new show, which I'm going to be host of, uh, which will be a YouTube show. We're going to be talking about uh, different sports political type topics in um, a couple of different formats. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be something that's going out uh, on YouTube soon. You can also find HPN on Twitter. Uh, I think it's at HPN underscore news. Uh, I retweet their stuff a lot. But Hustle Points news is coming soon, so keep an eye out for that. And that is The Blunt Doctor Show. Peace.